Welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass, and I'm here with my co-host, Angela Donadio. And this month, we are discussing how to cultivate gratitude in the hard places. And today, choosing gratitude for the people in our life. The scripture for this episode is taken from Philippians 1, verses 1 through 11. To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God and all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent And so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. I was going to just read verse 3. I thank my God and all my remembrance of you. But the context for this verse is so important. Paul was thankful for all of the believers and in all of his remembrance of them. Now, my mind goes to that word all because if we are honest, there are people that we don't immediately feel grateful for. You know, ones who might gossip about you or who are unkind to you. And I'm pretty sure Paul had all types included in the word all. I'm sure he did too. He ministered all around the world and I'm sure he encountered his share of difficult people. You know, it's easy to be grateful, Denise, for the people we naturally love, right? Or who build us up and... My daughter's all into Enneagrams right now. So whatever your Enneagram type, it's easy to love those. But what about the opposite end of the Enneagram? I said to someone yesterday, whatever that Enneagram type is, that's not my favorite type. And there's some people that are just, we're just going to kind of bristle. You know, we're not always going to get along with everybody all the time. But what about those people who have hurt us? How can we be grateful for them? And I don't mean just tolerating them or avoiding them, but seeking to accept one another and find ways to even spur them on in faith. You know, tolerance is ultimately cloaked hatred. That is such a powerful statement. Tolerance is ultimately cloaked hatred. That place where we aren't really grateful for someone, but we tolerate their existence, and we somehow feel glad, well, at least I'm tolerating them. And we hope for limited interactions with them. But gratitude is where we see each person as a gift. And like Paul, we can truly thank God for them. We aren't looking for something from them, but we are seeking to be for them. This has to come from a place of selflessness because true gratitude is not based on having all that we want or being surrounded by people who love us all the time. Wouldn't that be great? But to choose gratitude when life is uncomfortable and when those around us might not be so friendly, choosing to see the blessing even when they're hidden and not so easily seen. So good. You know, self robs us of gratitude And this is so apropos with Thanksgiving coming up, right? Mm. You can hear complaints about the clashing of personalities (laughs) at family or church gatherings and how we have to endure those times. And yet there is that word all coming back to haunt us. How can we cultivate gratitude for the people in our lives who might be thorns in our side? First, you mentioned blessings not so easily seen. 
We need a supernatural view to help us. I think of seeing them through the eyes of Christ. Christ died for that other person and loves him or her just as much as he loves us. There is ultimately pride that blocks our gratitude when we see others through our perspective. We can elevate ourselves and minimize others. But to see that other person really see them means we care for their soul and pray for their hurts and the root of their pain that makes them a pain. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I imagine we are all a bit of a pain to someone, Mm. and we would want them to see us with eyes of grace. That's so good, Denise. You know, part of that is seeing others in a way to look for the good in them. It's often a spiritual matter that is causing this friction But within each person, there are redeeming features and qualities because of the redemption of our Savior. And we're all created in the image of Christ. So Mm -hmm. we need to honor and respect one another, even if we are going to disagree and bristle and and have to sit across the table from each other at Thanksgiving dinner and endure it. (laughs) Ultimately, apart from God, there is nothing good in us, but we can still see the work of God in one another if we look for it. You know, I I think I shared this maybe a year or so ago. I don't know. But I remember sitting uh, in a church and this one sister just decided to come up to me and say, Denise, you are my sandpaper. (laughs) Oh, no. I was like, hey, well, at least it's not, you know, I mean, passive aggressive. It's pretty direct. (laughs) What do you say to that? I said, wow. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I had never done anything to her but been kind. But you know, sometimes people get irritated, mm. maybe because you're joyful, you know? <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking as you say that, and number one, like, who does that? But that's, <laughs> we'll let that go. But think about the sand as the irritant in an mm. oyster to create the pearl. So, you know, even the irritants in our life can create something amazing and beautiful and precious and valuable, but we have to let the sand rub against those places. And I mean, that's not very kind of her to say that. And I'm sure I'm sandpaper to somebody else, but that just means God's making a pearl. So be okay with it. <laughs> well, I think in that particular culture, I made a lot of pearls. <laughs> <laughs> we have strings of pearls everywhere we go. We're leaving strings of pearls in our wake. We're going to wear pearls in this episode just to remind ourselves of the sandpaper in our life. You're so right. <laughs> But, you know, uh, it is a spiritual matter. You know, sometimes if we don't like a person, if you've Mm, ever had someone, you have to ask yourself, hey, wait a minute, who's influencing me Mm. that way? Because it ain't Jesus. Yeah. Jesus isn't going to tell you that person's sandpaper. Sure, sure. (laughs) You know? And, you know, a couple of years ago, I I started to stop myself when I was feeling uh, hurt by someone. And I asked God to help me pause you know, that's something that's really hard to do because we have that automatic judgment, right, sometimes. But to consider their hurt and their positive attributes, too, it really helped me to have compassion for them. Not like, oh, I feel sorry for you, but more like, what is their hurt that really makes them behave this mm-hmm. way, you know? And also to recognize that people are not the enemy. Mm-hmm. Behind them is the enemy of our souls seeking to destroy relationships. That's so true. You know, we're kind of joking about things, but, you know, hurt hurts. Mm-hmm. My dad said to me once, you know, Angela, hurting people hurt people. And so that's the insight you're sharing is there's something behind that. And a great mentor said to me, take away the face. Like you said, it's not the person. There's a spirit behind it. There's a wound behind it. And if we can see that, it helps to alleviate those places of pain in us. 
You know, one thing that can really help us to cultivate gratitude and tough relationships with others is boundaries. Sometimes we need to be able to love people well. In order to do that, we have to have parameters in those relationships that keep us in a healthy place. It might mean shorter visits or the location for time with that other person might have to be really considered. And sometimes certain topics might be taboo because not everyone is in your inner circle or you're not going to be in agreement about it. Mm. Everyone is not for us, but we can choose to put on gratitude. And as Paul mentioned in the scripture passage for today, God would bring and will bring to completion of the work of God in our lives and in their lives. Man's not going to do that. Sometimes there's friction because we just want to change people. Why can't that person just be different? Why can't you stop being a jerk? We want to be junior Holy Spirit, right? But God is going to complete the work in them and in us. Boy, this is good for Thanksgiving, Kona. It I'm is. just saying. It is, right? You have to choose that, you know. And when you, I really appreciate how you said that hurting people hmm. hurt people because I've heard it hurt people hurt hmm. people. And there is a difference. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone can feel like, oh, I was hurt in my life. I'm destined to hurt somebody, you know. Yeah. But really, it's staying in that place, you know, without God healing you, mm. that you kind of have that toxic, uh, more capability, I think. Mm. But when God has restored you, you know, then no, you're, you, you understand. And, you know, and I found too, Denise, I think sometimes people don't even know they're hurting you. Mm. It's either just their, their mode of operation. I don't always know that I've hurt yeah. someone. And it could be I said something in a way that was perceived wrong or I had the wrong attitude when I said it. So I don't think we can always assume, oh my goodness, that person's out to hurt me. Sometimes people are, but sometimes it's just inadvertently yeah. we we hurt or we get hurt. And, you know, last week our uh, we had a guest speaker at our church and he spoke about being offended and he said, mm. an offense is an event, but to be, be offended is a decision. Mm. An offense is an event, but to choose to be offended is a decision. So I have the choice of what I'm going to do with that offense, and I can let it go. Then that was his whole message was get over it in Jesus' name. We're going to be offended, whether people mean to or not, but we don't have to choose to stay in that offense. That's a difference that we have that responsibility. That's through boundaries and through our reactions. And you know, as the body of Christ, we should know that and live that. Yeah. But you almost feel like what happens is, you know, um, I recently saw some people I hadn't been around in a while, and one person is still just mm. angst toward me, and it uh. wasn't even true. And it's like, oh, but you just wish, like, can you get over it for real? Mm. Like, yeah. because I'm not defined by whatever you true. think, you true. know? Yeah. But what if God dealt with all of us that way? I know, right? You know, but he's given us mercy and grace that we don't deserve. I wonder if he sometimes would be going, you are the sandpaper in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure God with Israelites, he was like, you people are driving me crazy. I don't want to be the sandpaper to God. I want to, I want to be pliable yes. and let go of stuff so that he can use me. You know what I mean? And not, not have to be harder for him mm. to get my attention and turn this thing around. Well, and I had this thought the other day, you know, I hate feeling unpopular. Have you ever had those unpopular yeah, days? Yeah. Man, I am so like, I'll go eat worms. I'm not, mm. but, and then I thought about Christ and it's like, you know, really, mm. it's okay to not be liked. That's right. I mean, he had all sorts of things believed about him that weren't true, you mm. know, and he didn't go around defending himself. Oh, oh, hey, that's not, that's not yeah, true about me. Yeah. He just went and did the will of the Father. Mm. And we have to do that too. That's and and true. with people who are beating us up. God can give us gratitude because guess what? Mm. They're being used to sharpen us and make us more like Christ. And I've grown a lot in circumstances mm. like that. So 
This is so good. It, it really can hurt relationships when we are not accepting of one another and trying to, as you're just talking about the Holy Junior Holy Spirit, to boss or pressure one another to be someone else. Guilt trips and manipulation can be a part of that kind of a toxic relationship too. But notice that Paul, he also prayed for them. Hmm. I have to admit, sometimes, you know, it's like, eh, I ain't praying for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can feel that way. Pray for them. You know, they were not perfect people that Paul was saying, I thank God for all of you. They weren't perfect, but he chose gratitude that they partnered with the gospel. They were on the Jesus team. Mm-hmm. He was grateful they were saved. This kind of gratitude is fixed on the eternal not the temporary place we are in right now. That's so great. I was even thinking when you said that about Job, he had three friends that were not such great friends. Job Mm -hmm. was losing everything. We talked about provision last week. He had lost everything, Denise. Even his own wife was like, why don't you just curse God? Yeah, I know. Why are you trying, like give up on the Jesus team thing, you know? And his friends, I I don't even know if I want to say they meant well, but they were trying to come up with reasons why Job's life was in complete disaster. And none of their reasons were accurate. And they were really hurting him in a place of complete brokenness. They were just adding insult to injury. And it's interesting in the end of the whole book of Job, he says, and when he prayed for them, meaning his friends that were hurting him, God restored Mm. back all that Job had lost and then some. And I don't know if that verse would be there had he not prayed for them. So there is a responsibility on our part to pray, even for those that are hurting us, Maybe they're well-meaning, maybe they're not, but that doesn't change our responsibility. It's really hard to be resentful and angry and bitter towards someone when you're praying for them, because God will ultimately give you his perspective and his heart while you're praying. And I imagine it was a bit humbling for them to have to have him pray for them. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, there is this, this thing and this beautiful thing of knowing that whatever comes our way, even if people will sometimes judge us or people can be difficult, was that God is still working in that circumstance mm. and those relationships. We have to be attentive to that. And it, it may be we just were called to just pray for them and endure their treatment of us. Mm, yeah. And to just, we take a, our cues from that. And when someone is hurting, like Job was, like, let's not add to their troubles. Yeah. You know, let's mm. come alongside and encourage someone. And this gratitude is not just blind positivity. Everything is great. It's not that. It's choosing this real love that the Bible calls agape love, which is unconditional unmerited love, the kind of love that God has shown us. And we can set our love on everyone because of the love of God in our own lives. The raw truth is that we are all unlovely. We are all the all. And we are difficult before the grace of God in our lives. The radical grace is when we choose gratitude for the difficult people in our lives, we find ourselves changed as well as the other person. And the real hope is that God can enable us to be a grateful people And he will use that gratitude to make us more like him. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. (laughs) 